my friends, and welcome to the Experience Our Industry podcast. I am Dr. Brian Greenwood, and I am super excited to be here today with 2019 graduate of our program and the current sales manager for Martin Resorts, which includes the Piccolo and the Paso Robles Inn, Christine Nelson. Hi, Christine. How are you? I'm very good. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. It's so great to, to finally catch up with you. Christine and I um, had uh, some scheduling issues, um, but we, we finally got to sit down and talk, and I'm, um, I'm so excited to talk to her. Uh, Christine, um, Christine and I um, connected uh, at one point through, um, through our, our advisory council. So our advisory council, for those of you who don't know, is a group of industry professionals who advise our program on different things. And Christine was a part of the, the mentorship program that we uh, we utilized through the advisory council. And um, I understand that that's gone really well for you. So I, I want to talk about that at some point, Christine, but uh, let's jump into um, to kind of tracking your career and tracking your life. Tell us, um, tell us where you're from originally. <clears throat> I uh, grew up in Los Osos. <clears throat> Right on the the, yeah. the what is it the the Valley of the Bears the yes it is it has a big bear statue I grew up there and I got to go to Marway High School so it's a really nice area yes I have I have great fondness for for Los Osos um, I uh, Doctor uh, Doctor Rue and I our first two years in the area. Um, we were in uh, Los Osos, and so uh, it was. It was great. We went through all the ups and downs that you go through in moving across country. You know, we had um, we heard that we had a peekaboo view of the ocean, right? And we didn't really, you know, being East Coasters, we didn't really know what that meant. Or I was an East Coaster. Georgia wasn't a, a beach person, so she didn't really know what that meant either. And we were so excited, Christine. We were racing up Highway uh, up One Hundred One, right? And we had timed it where it was going to be right around sunset. And so we were super excited. We got a bottle of nice California wine and we flew into Los Osos right around seven o'clock. And as we got closer, I was like, <laughs> I, I looked at Jerusha and I was like, what is going on? And she was like, um, I don't know. This is super weird. It was like it was four o'clock in the morning. It was that dark. The the the, the marine layer had set yeah. in like uh, er, had set in early and, and at night, which it doesn't really always do. And it was pitch black by the time we walked up to our, <laughs> our thing. So uh, we we needed flashlights rather than a sunset. But um, but we ended up we ended up finally seeing that peekaboo view the next morning, and um, we just loved our time in Los Osos. So that must have been cool growing up in Los Osos. What were you What were you into? What was your jam? I, I I played basketball. I loved basketball. I had a um, me and my brother are thirteen months apart. Mm -hmm. He's months younger than me, so I kind of grew up being a tomboy. And I um, actually nice. played uh, varsity basketball ball at Marble Bay High School and was really really into it. Right on. That's awesome. What about your folks? Uh, what did your folks do while you were growing up? My um, dad wasn't around, but my mom was a teacher. She went back to school as a single mom and got her teaching degree. And she um, taught third grade for many years. And then like 10 years ago, she switched to first grade. Oh, that's so cool. You know, I, uh, 
that almost makes me cry, Christine, thinking about that because my, my mom was a single mom for, for a little while. And before she met my stepdad, she she was planning on taking that path and, and she always regretted not becoming a teacher. And um, and it, it's actually one of the reasons why I became a teacher, right, is, is hearing my mom's regret growing up along along those lines. But uh, I, I, I just think it's awesome. Uh, I'm a I mean. Um, obviously, as an educator myself, I love teachers, and um, yeah. um, and as, but I especially love elementary school teachers because I respect what they do, and I, and I think they're way more talented than um, than I am as a college professor. I've got it easy as a college professor. <laughs> well, it take, it took a lot, especially during our Zoom last year, to Zoom yeah. with first graders. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, you know they they. Um, they, our, our kids went back before, um, you know, went back before us um, during the pandemic. And, and I, I was sitting there watching um, these just amazing elementary school teachers handling like 30, you know, eight year olds on Zoom. And I was like, wow, like what? I, if they can do it, I, I can do it. You know, they inspired me. Yeah. It, 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 it was it was pretty awesome. So, um, so let's talk about, um, your, your path to Cal Poly. And, and, um, I, I know you, I know you took a, a route that, that many end up taking and, and we have some really amazing transfer students and we've had met really amazing transfer students over the years that go to the great community colleges around California. And, um, and I know you went that path, you went Alan Hancock first. Tell us about that path. That path took a long time. Yeah. I um, I was just kind of one of the. I was I was serving. I was a waitress. I um, huh. would just take classes here and there. Um, and I finally uh, graduated with a, a associates in business. I think in 2016. Yeah. Um, and then I actually uh, went to Cal State East Bay, um, their online hospitality and uh, tourism program for about right. a year. Right. Um, but it was based in the Bay Area and I wasn't willing to move up there and do an internship. Um, I was, I just stopped going to that school and I um, really wanted to finish at Cal Poly. Um, and then I had applied a few times and I um, finally got in, but it was after I had had my daughter and I didn't know how I was going to do it. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Um, but I got her. She was accepted into the Children's Center at the school. Um, uh -huh. She was nine months old. And that was really awesome for both of us. Um, that's just a great program. Um, and then I was able to, you know, finish my bachelor's degree at Cal Poly, which was amazing. I love it. I love it. And I love your story, Christine. And, and, um, you know, we've had, um, we've, we've had a, a number, um, of moms over the years that, that have had, um, kids while they're in, you know, either before they start school or, or while they're in school. And, um, you know, I don't think that universities, um, have always been as supportive as they, as they currently are in terms of, um, you know, childcare and, and whatnot. I mean, I remember when, when Jerusha and I first started, there was um, the childcare center had like a three-year wait list. And it was mm -hmm. just like, so mind blowing to us, like how, 
and, and you know there weren't really that many places in in the area either and it was just um so frustrating and and then cal poly opened the um the preschool lab um to full time it had only been like this like weird part-time um thing where basically only worked for stay-at-home um stay-at-home parents right where um uh, they could like drop them off for a couple of hours type yeah. thing right and they they expanded it and i think that helped with the children's center also mm-hmm. and um so it's it's great to hear that you had a, a good experience with that um i'm 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 sure that you had to overcome a lot of challenges that other um, other students didn't have to to overcome. What was what was that like? Um, I I love seeing pictures of you and your daughter, and you just have the <laughs> yeah, the just the cutest. It's been really cool to see her grow up um, since I've known you. And um, <laughs> but what was that experience like? Can you can you share that? I think you might be able to help um, help others that come through. Of course, it was um, you know from the time I got accepted, I kind of just had to shift my mind to okay this is going to be uncomfortable you know but this is something i really want to do and by uncomfortable i mean i was scared to put my daughter in daycare i didn't want to do that yet she was only nine months old right i was nervous because i was in my early 30s and that's not your traditional cal poly student you know right right nervous because we lived in san maria and schools in san luis and then now i'm commuting with a nine-month-old and just a lot but it did all work out and then also i went through a divorce while i was doing that as well and all of the things that go with that it was just i was glad that i had school to focus on it was a really positive thing and i got to like kind of put all my energy into that and of course being a mom but you know i couldn't meet to do um group projects like after farmer's market or, you know, all the right. things that all the other students were doing. No, I can't do a um, study group at seven o'clock. Daycare closes at five. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. So there were just like some separate challenges, but it was really such a blessing to be able to have my daughter in there full time. And I did, I went to the library in between my classes and just got all my work done because I knew that there was no way I was going to be able to do anything by the time I got home besides right. dinner and a bath and go to bed and do it again. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, you know, I, I remember, and, and I, I don't mean to, I, I don't, I'm not trying to, to draw an, an equivalency here or anything right. like that, but I, but I do remember when, um, when Jerusha and I first had had Evie, um, I, I remember thinking to myself, like, I feel like I can't get everything I need to get done, um, you know, pre a kid, right? Um, how am I going to get it done post a kid, right? And 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 one of the things um, that I, I just realized is, is you, you just figure out a way, right? Because you 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 love your kid, and and I love what you said. You know, you invest you you invest your time and energy into um into school or into work or whatever it might be um but you also that time management element you know you you shift your time right and you Mm -hmm. you figure out ways um you figure out ways to make it work and i remember having like um younger colleagues over the years um say things like that to me like i don't understand how you do it how do you do it and i'm like oh, you you just figure it out like yeah you, exactly. you have to do it you have to do it right you prioritize <laughs> things right <laughs> you don't you don't go out you, you don't go out day drinking anymore you know like i like i used to do 
uh, but uh, so so let's talk about uh, let's talk a little bit more about uh, your time at Cal Poly, and I, and I want to if you if you're okay with it, I, I would love to to get your um, to get your thoughts and 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 what you experienced with the uh, mentorship program uh, mm-hmm. that we that we set up with the advisory council. I know you were. Um, uh, so, so I, I'll let you do it. Tell, tell us, um, tell us what the experience was like. I obviously know that you end up being paired with Chuck Davidson, but um, I'd love for you to to talk us through and and tell um, and tell the listeners um, how that came about. How the partnership came about? Yeah, yeah, like the mentorship program, like and and um, wasn't there like a speed? Uh, wasn't there like a speed session that we had at lunch? And, yeah, that's right. Sorry, right. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it was over at the Kenny Hotel in San Luis, and um, I believe the this was done by invitation, right? Yes, it was. Okay. Yeah. And so I was invited to do that, and I was really excited. And um, I um, knew the kind of path I I wanted to do, and I really um, it was a yeah, it was like a speed session, and you just went from like from in, I don't know what. The, potential mentor to potential mentor yeah a variety of different backgrounds i remember there was um visit california like vp there was um like from i think george p johnson there was the owner of uh, harmony just like a variety of different things and um then after we went around and we got to ask whatever questions we wanted and they kind of picked our brains and it was just really quick and um you know to the point and it was kind of really interesting to be in front of all these um seasoned professionals and just being able to you know talk to them on a first name basis and ask whatever you want just all of these like really successful people in the room um it was really awesome and then at the end uh i believe we wrote down our top three picks of who we wanted to be paired up with and um my first was chuck davison and i was i was paired with him and that's been a really awesome experience you know um i didn't really know what to expect out of uh like i've never had a mentor or mentee relationship but i can kind of just ask him any career questions from like the silliest interview questions i might have you know um and he's really taught me how to um do my research about an organization um, about the people, what what things I can do, and from making a hundred edits to my resume. <laughs> to right, right. Just you know, just little career things, and just it's also been nice to have that connection, like in the industry too. You know. Yeah. Well. Um, yeah. Well, one of, that was one of the reasons why um, I mean, there were many reasons why I was excited about having you on. But but that uh, this this mentorship program was one um, uh, in particular, and um, because I, I you know obviously I've stayed connected with with Chuck through the advisory council, and mm-hmm. and um, and and the last meeting that we had, we talked, and he told me about how vibrant um, the relationship has been in terms of a mentor mentee and. Um, and, uh, and, and I know he just, uh, thanks the world of you. And, um, and I, I, it's just, it, it's just great for us as, um, 
you know, as faculty, because we 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 value this advisory council so much and um and, and to see them being able to, to help it and give back. And we know that's one of the incentives um, for them getting involved is wanting to be connected with this next generation. And so um, you know, I want to put in a plug to to any of uh any of our uh leaders and uh fellow faculty that listen and 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 also advisory council members who listen um that we want to continue we want to continue this program um you know with the pandemic it's um you know it's like like many things we've put things on the back burner and haven't um really uh uh, you know, grown the program as much as we would like, but um, hearing such positive feedback from from people like you, I think is is really valuable. So let's get into Christine talking about your internship and how you got um, how you got interested. First of all, in hospitality, I know you've had um, I know you've had a number of hospitality related event planning related experiences, um, but let's talk about our current students in particular. I say this all the time; they like to hear about how you got your internship and what that was like and and you know that i know what your internship was as your internship supervisor but um tell our listeners um uh what you did for your internship well to get it there's i can't remember the name of it but it's on the cal poly when you're a student you can go on like the job board and there's internships and stuff on there and it was actually posted on there and it it was an internship with Habitat for Humanity doing um, their marketing and event planning for their annual fundraiser. Yeah. Um, I managed their social media. Um, I had a really awesome uh, boss that would let me bring my Cal Poly ideas to the table and implement them. And kind of he wanted me to get whatever I wanted out of the internship as well as what the organization needed, which was really great to have that kind of an open experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I love this aspect too. And I, I want to get into this a little bit, if you don't mind, like we, um, I, I talk in my sport management classes where, where I say like, you know, if you go to a division three NCAA division three, which is a really small school, right. If you go to an athletic program like that and, um, and you're, and you're working for their athletics program, you're going to do almost everything, right? You're going to wear so many different hats. You might be mowing the lawn. You might be mowing the uh, football field or the baseball field, right? Um, in addition to like their social media and their media relations and their mm-hmm. event planning and that sort of thing. And and I think that really uh, applies as well for, for these small nonprofits. And mm-hmm. obviously Habitat for Humanity is a huge nonprofit brand all around the country. But when you're talking at a, a small place, like San Luis Obispo, it's a small nonprofit, and so you, uh, I, I know from from um, from talking with you and your experience in the internship, you you got to kind of wear m- multiple hats and kind of see yeah. how the overall operation works. Is that right? Yeah, that's definitely right. Um, part of my job was you know going to the what they call the restores, the secondhand stores, and uh, taking photographs with a professional camera, and then editing them in Photoshop. Um, so I got to the whole, learn that whole software, but I mean, I'm not a photographer, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> but that was great. And then I got to post these things, these items I took pictures of on their different social media outlets. And then I had the idea, 
we should be, um, since these are items that can be repurposed, we should be on Pinterest. And I started a Pinterest page for them. And just that's what I mean by the freedom um, that my uh, boss, Andrew, let me have, which was really nice to be able to do these things I was excited about and to learn and grow, which is, you know, the point. I love it. I love it. And, um, and, you know, I want to put this plug in too, Christine, even though that, even though you found the posting, um, through, through a jobs blog, um, I, I think it's, it's valuable for our current, um, students to hear this too, and even prospective students to hear this, that these, non, a lot of these nonprofits, um, smaller nonprofits, they, they need people and they're not necessarily going to be going out advertising for people. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, um, if you have, have some flexibility. Mainly, you need some flexibility in terms of, um, uh, you know, a lot of times they're not funded very well. But um, mm-hmm. but if you're having trouble finding an internship, reaching out to the to the nonprofit to the nonprofit world, it can be a great way to get your foot in the door and and to get some experience. So let's talk about after that. So you you've gone a really heavy hospitality route since then. And, um, and, uh, you know, you've had some, you've had some really cool positions. We're not going to go through all the positions, but, um, I, cause I, I ultimately want to hear, um, what you're doing now with, with Martin resorts, but can you talk about, um, more generally what kind of drew you to hospitality? Um, I was really interested in events, event planning, that kind of thing. Um, and so, you know, I always, I like to do that kind of thing, like have new experiences, I, especially with my daughter, you know, new people, places, things. We, we travel a lot, not like road trips, I guess you would say. Right. In California with, you know, she's five. Um, but yeah. so that just kind of interests me. So I had saw an ad, um, I, it might've been on the Cal Poly site again. I'm not sure. I can't remember, but it was for the Marriott in San Inez and I live in Santa Maria mm-hmm. and they had a, um, a posting for uh, an events internship. So I applied for it. I went in, met with the general manager and she said, but you already graduated. You don't need an internship. And I said, well, you know, I opened more experience. She's, and she said, there's no doubt you could do this job, but we have a full-time position in the sales office as the conference services manager. Right. And she passed me on to the director of sales and um, I ended up getting it, which was awesome. So I just share that because you never know what one opportunity can actually turn into. That's right. Really, really good advice. I love that. I love that. So, wow. Uh, what what was that like um, working for um, working for a Marriott property? I imagine I imagine you got a lot of um sales and, and leadership and management um, experience doing that. Is that right? Yeah, it definitely was a huge jump for me um, because now I'm in my, you know, first management position and I didn't even know what a conference services manager was. I, <laughs> right. I had to get actually my book out from a course that Dr. Jones taught and it talked about this and I looked at it before my interview. I remember bringing it with me in the car so I could speak to what the job was. But I love anyway, it. Um, shout, out, shout out to, to uh, Dr. Jones there. Yeah, I love that. I That's Dr. great. <laughs> yeah. He taught, did you, did you take his sales class? Yes, I did. Awesome. Yeah. yeah it was a great class. That was actually, I mean, a side note, but a great addition to the program because he had talked about how we didn't have something like that in our program um, 
and it was a directly a hotel, you know, sales class. Yeah, for sure. We were so lucky to have Dr. David Jones uh, join our faculty for a few years. Um, just a wealth of experience in hospitality, and those of uh, those students who uh, got the benefit of um, of being taught by him. Uh, that's that's really great to hear. So I love I love that shout out. So let's jump ahead, uh, Christine, if you will, because I really want to talk about what you're currently doing. You know, um, so speaking of sales, right? Um, like I said at the beginning, you you are currently um, the sales manager for Martin Resorts. And for those of you um, who don't know, Martin Resorts is a uh, is a hospitality group um, here in the area, but also where, how far does it extend, Christine? Uh, it goes down to P- Pismo to Paso. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Pismo yeah. to Paso, so so pretty much uh, our our area of the Central Coast and 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 beyond, and um and uh, and you're you're working in selling for um uh, the Piccolo and the Paso Robles Inn. I'm probably saying, am I saying that right? The Pico- Piccolo or Piccolo? Piccolo. Piccolo, Piccolo. Okay, okay, cool. And uh, so, tell us about those two properties first of all. I, I think um, I personally love hearing about different properties and what they're like and that yeah. sort of thing. What's that like? It's it's amazing because the I get the luxury of being able to um, sell two very different properties. You know, so there's the the Paso Robles Inn. It's historic. You know, um, it's it, it's just been around forever and there's so much history behind it um and then we have the piccolo that was just built a few years ago luxury upscale only 24 rooms while the past rolls in you know has 98 rooms um and so much history behind it with you know the fire back in the um back in the day and there's still original bricks in the ballroom and you know very grand old feel if you will and it's just two very very different properties and that are steps away so it depends on what people are looking for if they're looking for a um, upscale experience on the rooftop you know at the Tetto uh-huh. or if they want that that um grand ballroom banquet style you know 200 people we can do that too so it's right. just amazing to be able to be so um have such different things to offer. Yeah, I love that. And and, uh, and you said, um, I, I didn't even, I, I quite honestly, uh, Christine, I did not know about, <laughs> I did not know about the Piccolo. Um, I, uh, you know, we, we've had one of our meetings um, up at the Paso Robles Inn and I didn't know about it until we had our, our meeting up there. And I was just so impressed with the history and what a beautiful, um, what a beautiful property it is. And um, so those, uh, those who have not um, been by the Paso Robles Inn to, to see what it's like, um, you should, you should definitely check it out and um it's got that uh, old california um spanish feel to it um that's that's really cool and then i imagine the piccolo is is pretty awesome to be right there to have a boutique um right next door it, it offers you that diversity in terms of sales that i imagine um helps you quite a bit huh definitely um and yeah it's just where the piccolo is over on 12th street and then you're you're right downtown as well but mm-hmm. the brick front as you know it's brand new it just has a completely different vibe completely different feel and it's really neat to be able to you know work at both of these properties 
I love it. I love it. So let's so let's get in a little deeper into a sales manager position, right? I mean, so obviously when you say say sales, um, some people, uh, myself included, start to get like uh, sweaty palms <laughs> because we 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 consider you know I used to be of this of the sort, Christine, where I, I would say, oh, I'm not a salesperson. I can't I can't do sales. I don't get in. I'm not involved in sales, and I have um I have to come to realize in my um, mature in in maturing as a as a professional, I've come to realize that we're all involved in sales in one way, shape or another, right? As a right. professor, I have to sell what I'm doing on a daily basis, right? To my, <laughs> to my students, to my colleagues, to everyone, right? And so, um, but, but I think it's important um, to kind of paint a picture for people to understand what a sales manager position would be for, for Martin Resorts and these two properties. Can you go into like, what's your, what's your, I know there's no such thing as, um, I know two days aren't always alike, but, right. but, but what's your, what's your daily, what's your daily uh, gig like? It is uh, respond. It's keeping an eye out for, I get all of the um, requests for proposals for both the properties. So that's what I'm spending a lot of time doing is, you know, getting more information from the pers- perspective client about what exactly they're looking for. And then finding what the best fit is that we can offer from the two properties, um, checking availability, checking rates, putting proposals together, contracts, answering questions. And then also I'm doubling as um, the event manager as doing the banquet event orders, just kind of detailing everything. So no two days are the same. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, I loved a couple of things of what you just said. So you're, you are working with requests for proposals. So these are people who have said, Hey, we want to do something Mm -hmm. with, um, with these two properties. So you're not necessarily, you're not like going, you're not a, you're not beating the streets for business. In other words. Um, No, I'm not. And I did see that at the, um, when I worked at the Marriott and San Inez, the sales managers had to do that go out on business calls, bring cookies to drum up business. And um, we're so fortunate that we have such a great reputation that our, it might not be, the phones do ring asking about events and rooms all the time, but also emails and all the different outlets that we're on were, um, you know, people are very interested. So I'm spending a lot of time um, responding to inquiries that are coming to me. Right. Yeah. And, you know, you said something too, Christine, that I think is really important. I heard uh, a lot of details. Uh, You said uh, there are a lot of details. So I imagine that attention to detail and that detail orientation is huge, eh? Definitely. That's something I learned at the the Marriott. My director of sales would tell me, detail, detail, detail. You can never have enough detail. And I learned that the hard way a couple of times, and I totally agree now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? Uh, that attention yeah. to detail, you only realize it when you uh, when you mess up, right? Mm-hmm. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I have been there. And, um, and, and you know, I teach senior project. Uh, that's one of the yeah. main courses that I teach. And I was actually just talking to a student the other day. And 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 um, and I said I said to her, I said, I really appreciate the detail that you're putting in here. Cause she was looking at APA and, um, and, and she said, well, yeah, I mean, I'm an aspiring event planner and we have to have attention to detail. And so I actually really love this class because of that. And I was like, 
the light bulbs went off and I felt like, like you know, I felt like I had like a, a fireworks show going off behind me. I was like, yes, finally someone gets it, you know? Wow. <laughs> that is impressive. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, and not that, not, you know, I mean, every, most people probably did get it, but I, someone verbalized it to me, you know? So yeah. we, we, as a, we as faculty, right. We appreciate, we appreciate those little moments. So let's talk a little bit, Christine, about, the pandemic and 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 I know that's been um I know that's been a, a a rocky ride obviously for for the experience industry as a whole um but uh you know hospitality and properties it I, I think it's been it's it's definitely been rocky um but it's also been um in a way roller coaster ish as well right can you can you mm-hmm. kind of reflect on what what that what that's been like well, I mean, in March 2020, I was uh, furloughed because I was, you know, planning all the events at the Marriott. And then um, there was kind of things kind of got better. I moved to the Ritz Carlton and we were so busy. There's all this pent up demand, you know, right. travel. Right. Um, and, you know, but then we kind of, we at the um, Pastorables Inn have, uh, kind of moved to being a, a venue because of, you know, catering and things just change so fast. There's so much, um, weddings are huge. People have been waiting for years now to get married and right. scheduled yeah. several times. There's so much demand for that. They really want to get married. <laughs> right. um, it just has been a roller coaster. People are scared to travel. Now they're more comfortable than we're holding back again. We want to get married and then, you know, everything around the holidays, it's just, everyone has different feelings, you know, and you just kind of have to pivot a lot and be flexible and through this challenging time and do the best you can. Right. Well, you said two words that I think have really, uh, have, have really, risen in our our collective uh our collective um vernacular right the, the flexibility and pivot and um you know whether whether we're educators or or sales managers um that having being ready i i think if anything the pandemic has taught us that um being flexible being able to being able to change on a dime or being able to be more flexible with people and understanding of people um is a is a really valuable skill and um i just uh i respect those of you who are in the hospitality industry so much and just can't imagine what it must have been like to to have been furloughed and how scary that must have been with a you know um with a little one at home and 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 those worries and so i just um was feeling for you so much during that time and 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 now just just so excited to to see the numbers come back up and and right. to, to you know to see so many like yourself landing in good positions and and being able to um to to still prosper in your career and so it's just uh, so happy to to see that and um you know, just want to thank you so much for, for taking the time. I, I, we'll, we'll end with this, you know, you've, um, you've had, uh, you've had quite an experience um, in, in getting to this current spot in your life. Is there, are there any uh, words of wisdom that you want to impart on, um, on the next generation? 
I think to just um, go for any opportunity that you want, even if you don't feel that um, you meet the qualifications, you never know how far your enthusiasm drive or if you're just a good fit in general. So don't um, count yourself out because you don't have those three to five years experience that they say they're looking for in the ad. Right. I love it. That is such great <laughs> advice, Christine. Yeah. And, um, and, and don't, and also don't be afraid to, don't be afraid to talk to professionals. Right. So that, right. Uh, that mentoring, that uh, yeah, that mentoring thing that we, uh, that we talked about is, um, has, uh, has definitely been beneficial and, um, and you are testament for why we need to keep it going. So, uh, for I like, I, like I said, yeah. And so shout out to Chuck Davidson and thanks for, um, Thanks for him. I, I've told um, I've told all of the advisory council um, that that I eventually want to have every one of them on the podcast. So um, so we'll hopefully get a chance to talk to Chuck here in the in the near future. But um, Christine, thank you so much for taking the time. Um, I hope you'll stay in touch, and I hope we'll get to see you um, up the Piccolo or the uh, Pass Wearables Inn sometime soon. Me too. Thank you so much for having me. All right. See ya. All right. Bye. Bye.